0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. We're working our way through the Gospel of John today, and we are currently in chapter 15, which is an incredible chapter where Jesus is telling the account of the vine and the branches and uh, teaching about that adherence and connection to him and the Father in order to be able to live that dynamic Christian life that he desires for each of us to have. He's going on now in this account, um, and we're in verse 14 today. He's going on in this account, really speaking in a rather intimate fashion to his apostles in a dynamic that seems to be put out there for those who are closest to him, those who are most committed to him, and the the cost of being a part of the greater kingdom of God. And he begins, verse 14, kind of with a right cross as far as impact and he says, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants for the servant doesn't know what the Lord does, but I have called you friends for everything that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. So verse 14, as I said, has great impact right off the bat today Because it says we are his friends, but only if we actually do what he commands us to do. So I want to ask you as we begin today, are you his friends? I mean, I got to believe that a few verses in scripture hit with the impact and the clarity of this verse. So please note that obeying does not make us his friends, but it says that we are his friends. We are his friends when we obey him. James 2.23 tells us, so the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness. And he called and he was called the friend of God. Wow, try to absorb that for a minute. Creator, God of heaven and earth is our friend. Proverbs 18 verse 24 says, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Yes, indeed, and we know him. Now, up until this point, Jesus had called his disciples servants. If we look back in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verse 26. It says, If anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where I am, there my servant will also be. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. And then just a little later in John 13, verses 13 through 16, he says, You call me teacher and Lord, and you say so correctly, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do as I have done to you. Most certainly, I tell you, a servant is not greater than the Lord, neither is one who is sent greater than he who sent him. So you see, a servant, well, a servant just does what he's told. But he does not necessarily know the meaning or the purpose behind what it is that he's doing. But a friend, well, a friend knows what's happening because friends have fellowship with each other and communicate with each other. And as friends we have a much clearer understanding, not just of what Jesus did and what Jesus is doing, but why he is doing it. That's amazing, because the world outside of Christ thinks that being a Christian is, well, being a slave in the earthly context. They think we just do what we're told to do, and we're like robots. And sadly, that may be the case with some of those who are just religious and have no relationship with Christ because, well, they're not reborn and they do not embrace him in love. That's not the rapport that he wants with us. He didn't die to make us good little soldiers who simply obey with a snappy salute. He fights beside us. He goes to battle with us every day in every situation. He's not watching from the war room on a TV screen. He's actually in the thick of it right alongside of us. Mark chapter three, verse 31 says, his mother and his brothers came and standing outside, they sent to him calling him and a multitude was sitting around him and they told him, behold your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside looking for you. And he answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? Look around at those who sat around him and said, behold my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of my God Is my brother, my sister, and my mother. So you see, for Jesus, his uh, commitment to us in that relational aspect is even beyond the familial. See, we need to note that fruit, and that's what he's speaking of here throughout chapter 15, fruit does not make you a part of the vine, gang. It simply proves that you are part of the vine. Obedience to the commands of Christ does not make us his friends. It just proves that we are intimately connected to Jesus. This is therefore, to the rejoicing of some and the pain of others, (laughs) evidence with which to prove where we stand in him. Verse 16 goes on and says, You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain and that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. We have found the idea, or excuse me, we have the idea that we have found Christ. But in reality, it is very clear that he rather found us. Well, we can write off this verse as, you know, direction just to his apostles, but then, well, what would we do uh, with the rest of These verses? Are we to ignore the whole bunch of verses that tell us the same thing? What do we find in this passage? Well, the friends of Jesus love each other, they know divine truth, they are chosen out of this world, they bear fruit, actually remaining fruit, and they have their prayers answered. Again, friends of Jesus love each other, they know divine truth, they're chosen out of this world, they bear remaining fruit, and they have their prayers answered. So if we abide in Him, we will produce fruit. And the greatest of these fruit is love. Our love, then, says we are connected to the vine, and being connected to the vine, we produce fruit. One of them is love, and so on and so on. It is certainly Circular. Result, growth and maturity, personally and corporately. As branches, we receive and we produce fruit. As disciples, we follow and as friends, we commune. Once again, growth and maturity, personally and corporately. We as branches receive and produce fruit. We as disciples will follow. We as friends will commune. This passage says he chose us. Why? I mean, besides the obvious love factor. Because the answer is the same to this as to the great questions of all questions. And that's why am I here? And the reason I'm here is that we should go and bear fruit. Fruit that will remain long after we're gone. The word go, it doesn't mean to just sit in a pew in the safety of some church building. And, you know, in the familiarity of our local community. And what is this fruit that remains? I mean, really remains, salvation of souls. How much of our lives is truly sacrificed for the fruit of eternity, the fruit of this eternity? Will you lay down your life for your friends? That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.